All right, man, it's been a great day. Um, as always, I love doing this, this series at TAPSCon 2022, where I get the opportunity to talk to people, uh, vendors, coaches, athletic directors. Um, it's a really fun time, because uh, a lot of times we get a lot of knowledge, and I'm really excited about this one, uh, because oftentimes we're just talking to coaches or athletic directors, maybe the board members, but you know, there's a lot going on in our world with the way that people act, things that we see. You know, I'm big on Twitter. You can find me at Teak Football on Twitter and Instagram. And I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a day that goes by where I don't see something negative towards sports officials. We've got people that are out, out mm, just not, they're out of character. I guess we can blame it on COVID or we can blame it on whatever, but I, I don't know. And I, it's not why I got this guest on here, but I'm just telling you guys from my Teague State perspective that we got to get ourselves back in order because, you know, these officials, they work very, very hard for us um, at any level. And sometimes we get out of character. Parents get out of character. Kids get out of character. And it's causing shortage of officials. I know I wouldn't want to do it. Um, so um, I just want to spend some time with our next guest and really just kind of talk about maybe some of the struggles, uh, maybe some of the highlights or maybe how we can help um, in their journey to make um, this world a better place, especially when it involves sports. Because um, not just stuck to football and people getting irate, it's all across the, right. the board. So I want to welcome uh, Bill Theodore in. He is with uh, Tasso. Uh, he's the assistant executive director there and he got a very strong relationship with uh, TAPS uh, and UIL. Um, they handle, you know, Man, I can't imagine how many students that they actually come in contact with. We have 41,000 just in TAPS and UIL Numbers. The state probably is. I couldn't even put it. <laughs> I can tell you that there are 1,022 school districts and probably when you count the multi-high schools in those districts, over 13 or 1,400. And then the sports that we look at for, and I have to do them alphabetically because I get sidetracked. So basketball, baseball, football, soccer, softball, volleyball, and now starting this fall, water polo. Really? Water polo. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, interesting. Water polo had made a push with the UIL, I guess, Let's see, I've worked at Tasso since October of 2017 and was attending the legislative, the UIL Legislative Council meetings probably since 2013. So in that eight year, well that five year time before they were really, um, I guess people got serious about it. The UIL said, okay, we're going to bring water polo in. So they were approved last year, and this year, starting in the fall, they're going to do it at the 6A, the big school level. There's 192 teams, give or take. So it'll be something new, you yep. know. It'll be something new. Well, I can say that we at John Paul II High School, one of the – few schools in TAPS, I believe, that actually has a water polo team. So Y'all have a club team. Y'all just finished up your club season in there. Mm -hmm. So that was, a, a, uh, that was a, a success. I went, I got to go to Houston. 
I guess about a month ago to the water polo spring state tournament. It was their 50th annual tournament or whatever. And there were teams from all over the state there. And believe it or not, there were quite a few club teams associated with TAPS, you know, uh, well, I don't think St. Mark's is associated with TAPS, but no. I think they won. Yeah, so, but I mean, see. they're just the private, you know, the, a lot of private schools that have that, the, uh, the ability to do water polo. So yeah. who would have known? Who mm-hmm. thought? So let's go back to what I was talking about in my, my run out uh, about the show. Um, you know, the, well, people just. People are not behaving. People are not. The society today, and I'm by no means an expert, but in my 38 years of officiating, I have seen the spectrum from one end to the other. And people today, fans today, parents today, players today are nothing like what they were when you and I started out coming out of high school and getting into college and going in for you professional athletics and me staying on the officiating side. It just, things have changed. The dynamics have changed. There's so many different personalities out there. And um, it, lately, you know, it's, it is just the abuse of officials has gotten so out of hand that like you said in your opening, there's not a week that goes by that you're not opening the paper or seeing a story on CNN or Fox News or ESPN where, you know, officials are at a youth league basketball game and they're getting chased onto the court and knocked to the ground and beaten up. Uh, I mean, it's just, and for an official, why do you want to do that? The money's not great. You know, you're not, I mean, we've got officials We've got people that officiate, which you have to understand that it's an avocation for 99% of our members. They do it on the side, either because they want to give back to the sport, uh, they need that extra income. You know, we've got officials that need that seventh grade check that they're getting from working a, a football game to make their rent or to pay for diapers or to get medicine for their kids. And then we've got officials that could, if there was a price tag on this building, they could write a check. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, so we have the broad spectrum, officials, fans, parents, players, coaches, and there's no, uh, we haven't found that common ground yet for everyone to say, look, you can't play this game without me. Right. And I can't officiate this game if I don't have you. So knowing that we need each other, you know, everything else is secondary. Uh, some of the people that we, that we talk to or listen to, a lot of it is, um, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I firmly believe it. It comes from the club sports. I was about to ask you There's no, There's question. no discipline there. You know, go back to water polo just a minute. There was a water polo player up in the north of here uh, playing on a club team who got upset with something going on in the pool and assaulted 
another water polo, water polo player, mm -hmm. hit him in the head seven or eight times. He gets ejected from the contest. The, the, the authoritating league for water polo kicks him out, says you're done for the year. And then I just read in the paper last week that he finally got arrested for that. Charges were filed. Who does that? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's. So, so how do we, how do we, really, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this in a redundant kind of way, I guess, but how do we really fix this? Is it parenting? Is it the coaching education of the club coaches? I know it happens in. Oh, it, it happens in stuff too. UIL I know activities. In UIL. Yeah, I know we've yeah. had it in TAPS. But yes. What do you, I mean, what is it? Is it just harsh disciplines on coaches and, and, and things? Or is it, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think for me, I've always believed that As hard as it is sometimes, sometimes you have to make an example of somebody. Mm -hmm. And then when you do that, you have to make sure that you stay the path, you, or you stay the course with that. That I can't make an example of you, and then a week later, someone does something similar to what you did, and then give them a pass. We've blown it up. We've, you know, we've knocked the system down. I think it's, it's education. It's, it's letting everybody know that, you know, this isn't acceptable behavior. And look, George, we've got officials that will instigate it. There's, don't kid yourself. We've got officials that a fan, a like player, a parent will say something, and that official will have had a bad day at work, or he's got something going on in his home life that's doesn't that's taking his focus away and he'll pop off and say the same thing and then you've got two adults that know better that are acting like four-year-olds mm -hmm. um, you know I wish I wish that I knew the answer I think if I think if we had the answer we wouldn't have these problems with it I think everybody is just so bent on how they want to do things, um, you know, none of us are perfect. I know, but Bill, it's, it's important. And I'm saying this to, in a way to everybody that's listening to us. It's important to us because we're involved in high school sports, youth sports. I don't know. I'm sure it's a little bit different when you get into college and pros. You don't get the same kind of stuff. But down here with us, it's making it hard on our teams yes for a lot of reasons because yes. who wants to come officiate at that school or this organization or whatever it is when people are out of control um why would you go do that for a hundred bucks 50 bucks 10 bucks 185 bucks whatever it is it ain't much you know and then you're wondering why even at that point who is out there who's maybe less experienced exactly and now exactly. they're worse than well, they come out yeah. for one game, and they something they have a bad experience, and it's like there is not enough zeros in a check to make me stand here and do this. Who would have thought 10 years ago that we would have to go to the state legislator, legislature to get a law passed for assault on officials? Who would have thought that? Just 
several months ago in the soccer season up in the Metroplex in a JV soccer game, we have a player, and this is junior varsity, okay? Player comes off the bench while an official is writing on their card because she had called a foul on someone. She's writing the information on her card, and this player comes off the bench who wasn't even in the game, blindsides the official, hits her, puts her on the ground. She's got a concussion. Police show up, the school resource officer. Anyway, long story short, the she girl gets, school. she goes to DEP, DAEP or whatever, she's out. She's kicked off of the soccer team. Soccer, that JV soccer season is over for that, and it was an inner city school, is over for that school. So now you're punishing everybody for the, the deeds of one, not saying that that's the wrong thing to do because I think it needed to be done. But now with this law that the legislature has passed, this girl was a freshman or a sophomore. She's done with participating in any extracurricular activity. She's out. It's like the three strikes law all in one. You're out. And then to participate... After one or two years, whatever the, whatever her grade is, she's got to appear before the UIL State Executive Committee to beg for forgiveness, really, you know, to come back. But who, where I'm going with that is who would have thought we would have needed that law? And we can't, we don't have anything, the UIL doesn't have anything, TAPS doesn't have anything to punish a parent other than to say for that venue... Miss Smith, you're not allowed to come here anymore. Or Mr. Jones, you're not allowed to come here anymore. And it's it's because I think society as a whole is has decided that this is acceptable behavior. And it's not just in athletics. If you look at all of if you look at all of what's gone on and, and we're not talking about what political party you're a member of or who you're married to or anything that is a hot topic in society now okay mm-hmm. but when you see what goes on in cities like Seattle and Portland and every place where all these demonstrations are going on and it is condoned it's accepted and kids are watching this on TV parents are seeing it on TV then hey it's okay there they're not getting a re- they're just nothing happening to them so why should we be any different and you're not doing the kid, you know, you got to think about why are you doing this? Why are you a coach? Why are you an athletic director? You're doing it for the kids. For the kids. Why am I an official? We're doing it for the kids. You know, in our association, we have almost 16,000 members. And they're doing it because they want to give something back. Nobody's holding a gun to their head and making them, just like they're not for you. It's something you feel compelled and you want to do. What about the attrition of, because uh, we're talking about is there a shortage or just not wanting to work the games? Has, has there been a decline there, in the oh, number well, of officials? Or? COVID really took a number on us. Uh, we lost probably 17% of our membership overall between all, set, well, six sports at the time before water polo came in. We probably lost about 17% of our membership 
division that because wide. of age or health or just because just of COVID it scared them. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't want to, they thought, no, nah, I'm not going to go do this. And then of that group, there were some who were close to saying, I'm at the end of my career. And COVID just accelerated it a little bit. Uh, the biggest, you know, we survey our member, we survey our new members every year. And we go get, we go to the ones that don't come back. So you've signed up, you've worked a year, that season's over, we're starting the renewals for the next year, and we don't, and we see that you haven't come back. We send you an, an email, you know, we're asking a survey questions. Tell us why you didn't come back. And there's two always at the top of the list the abuse to the official and the pay well we're working on the pay we just got a for on the uil side we've done something that's never been done before between tasso and the the uil where uh, at this legislative council meeting in june we're presenting a 10-year pay plan it's not a raise every year but it's it's a 10-year plan where there's incremental raises for each sport built into it that are fairly significant but it gives the schools the opportunity to budget they know that in 2026 how much their officiating fees are going to be they know that's it's an easy it's a fixed price um so that's a positive side of it the the back to where I said that they're, they're, the abuse of the officials, you know, that takes work from us, uh, the parents, the school administrators. You know, we've got to have support from school administration, whether it's TAPS, public school or whatever, that have to stand behind us. And that's a hard, we're still climbing that hill. Not so much on the tap side. Uh, I mean, Brian and Steve and Robert, we call the, whatever we ask for, hands down, they're making it happen. TAPS has a more um, structured disciplinary process for players that get ejected from a contest or for coaches that get ejected from a contest. And so <clears throat> having that makes it, makes sometimes going and working a TAPS contest a lot easier than a UIL contest. Uh, But if we can just get people to understand, you know, we're not perfect. We're going to make a mistake on the baseball diamond or we're going to make a mistake on that football field. I know they're going to make it on the basketball court. I mean, that's just one of those things that happen. But knowing that and chalking it up to it is what it is, you go on. You can move on from it. That's right. Well, the, you know, kids see their parents acting this way or they're seeing their fans act this way. And, I mean, I can I read incident reports that are filed every week from officials, whether they're working a TAPS contest or a UIL contest. And some of the things that these kids are doing, you or I, we'd have been taken out behind the barn when we were growing up, you know, and it's just, 
I don't under, I don't get it. I don't yeah. understand it. So, Bill, <laughs> let's let's do this, man. And this is a kind of off the cuff because I think I feel like there's you know there's a whole lot of other areas we could get into. I think there's education that coaches need, players yes. need, yes, about what you do, how fit, you know, even by sport, maybe yes. we almost need like a whole uh, series of official podcasts, you know, what that looks like for baseball, softball, because a lot of us don't know. And I, I'm, I'm saying this because it's hard for me as an athletic director to sit in the stands sometime and listen to our parents, yes, our fans, um, and what they're saying. Because half the time, I don't even know what they're talking about. But the microaggressions are at the wrong thing sometimes. And it, it, kind of, you know, and it makes you kind of want to go stand back. You have to talk to the parents and say, hey, you know, chill out, calm down, this kind of stuff. But just the things that they say, you can tell it's out of ignorance sometimes of not the, even knowing. Yeah, they don't is. know. They don't know. So what I'm saying is I would like to maybe propose that, you know what, um, this is our little mini-series for TAPSCON uh, 2022, just speaking to a bunch of different people. But um, I would be open to it if you would be or someone else in your organization to maybe do some um, – Deep diving this on We'd be tape glad where we to could no. just do more stuff and have viewers, listeners. Maybe they got questions, maybe they don't, or whatever. You no, know, but we would be. some way we could talk more about this because this is one of those things that needs to be talked about. And because we talk about sports so much and behaviors of players, coaches nowadays too. You know, this way social media is everything's caught on tape anyway. Um, <laughs> Nothing. If more than one person knows, it's not a secret. Yeah. And the invention of this little device right here, the cell phone with that camera, every time you walk out the door of you, wherever, you just automatically have to assume somebody's watching. <laughs> so right. how do you want to be remembered? You know, mm -hmm. you've got to be true to what you're doing. That's right. So. so so I'm giving an open invitation. We would we love can, to do um, that. Talk and you know we can get on with me and my my co-hosts, uh, my son JT, and we can lead a discussion and you know just we would be glad to participate. We can have a lot of fun with and that. our executive director Mike Fitch. We would. We might even go into it and have a little bit more fun and pop in some tape and say, "Hey, man, tell us about this part." Not in we a can do that way, too. Hey, you know, here's where we more. messed up. And no, here's where really, we got how it do right. people move? Well, people yeah. don't even know how rep, if they're not watching basketball, they don't really understand rotations um, or even in football where the judge is supposed to be and where, the, you know, there's a. Who's looking there, at who, who's the keys, looking at, well, what you've got, you responsibilities. And, and we hear, well, that's not my call or this kind of stuff. And we get it because we're, I'm more in tune to it, but to the common fan, yep. they don't really understand what's trying to look at it. It could be some educational pieces that might help alleviate some of this stress of where they're going. How'd you miss that? Well, <laughs> you know. Um, it happens. So anyway, Bill, I, I do appreciate it, man. Uh, it's Thank been you great. for I having us, I know I took you long. No, no. Um, I'm very humbled that you would ask and honor to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the only way to make, to get people educated. Mm -hmm. It's the only way to do it. If, we're, if it's not being talked about, Nothing's going to be done about it. That's right. That's right. Well, we want to use this platform to be able to help in any way we can. So um, we'll definitely be in touch, and we'll we'll schedule out some things. But we we'll appreciate go, it, my Bill, friend. very much. It's been appreciate great. Appreciate it very much. Thank, Thank you. you.